Great. Hi, everyone. Welcome to our show, The View from the Corners Office. In today's episode, we have Sailesh Haribhakti. Sailesh, sir, has over four decades of experience. He's currently the chairman of the board of Blue Star, LNT Finance Holding, LNT Mutual Fund Trustee, Future Lifestyle Fashion, NSDL e-commerce infrastructure, mentor cap management, planet people and profit consulting, blue wine technologies, Silesh Haribhakti and Associates, and IBS FinTech India. He's also an independent board member on a number of leading companies, including Torrent Pharmaceuticals, Bennett Coleman Company, which is also known as Times Group, Ambuja Cement, ACC, Bajaj Electricals, Epigenerous Biotech, and Gaja Capital. Thank you for joining us today, sir. Thank you. It's great to be here with you, Arjun. Thank you so much. So let's directly jump into the questions and let's uh, ask you, let's start by asking you more about your childhood and how was it growing up? Yeah. Well, it was one of the most uh, pleasant sort of childhoods that one can imagine because we had a very nurturing home. Uh, I had a small family. We were a nuclear family. Uh, we lived in a very nice small two-bedroom apartment in a uh, Tony place of South Mumbai. And uh, my mother was extraordinarily, extraordinarily loving, very, very nurturing, uh, always there for us. Uh, my dad was uh, a uh, absolute uh, uh, alpha person who was making his way uh, through uh, elections and becoming the president of the Institute of Chartered Accountants. And, uh, uh, a whole lot of other prestigious uh, leadership positions that he acquired. So we had a we had a wonderful inspirational uh, source from my father and a wonderful source of love from our mother. And my brother and I were very close, and so uh, very very interesting childhood. Excellent neighbors, made great friends. School was fantastic. It was an absolutely secular school called St. Mary's, a Jesuit school. So we learned a lot about uh, multiple uh, ways of life, multiple religions. We had a moral science class. And so that was the nurturing environment in which uh, we grew up in a great school, great uh, family. Uh, and it ended up with my uh, kind of uh, reaching my peak performance, if you like, in the 11th standard exam when I turned in a five-ag performance, which was the best anyone can get uh, at the senior Cambridge uh, examination. And that gave me a, a scholarship to go to Cambridge, which, of course, I was too young to take up. And therefore, I joined 
the iconic Sydenham College at a very, very young age of uh, must have been 16 or 17 at that time. Well, you were always a bright student and a bright child, I would say. No, I was a very hardworking person. I was never a, a super bright. It was just that I worked very hard. And that's what my teachers and everybody always taught me, that hard work. Yes. So, sir, you were saying um, in your childhood, you accomplished a lot of things and because of your hard work. So what key values do you think in life can be attributed to your childhood and what you caught from that? It's, it's very important to be in the path of uh, giving. That was one of the biggest lessons that my mother taught me. Uh, she was part of... Uh, many charities and she would go away to villages and she would go away to schools and to uh, municipal schools and other places to actually do her charitable work and that was very inspiring to us uh, as youngsters that has stayed with us over all these years i've been in rotary i've been in various not-for-profits i was chairman of united way in india i was uh, part of the COVID relief fund of given there. So that streak of wanting to give became a very, very central part of our upbringing and the values that we learned. And from dad, what was inspirational was that you should give your best and in every subject, you should have clarity so that you are not struggling in any exam. What you are, you should be prepared for anything that comes up. He, there are three principles that he embedded in us. Never do selective study. Make sure you know the entire syllabus. Two, never, never do mathematical estimations of what the questions might be. Be prepared for any question that comes up. And three, give every question the merit it deserves. Because if the question is, uh, say, 10% of the total marks, then give it 10% of your time. And make sure that you write in a handwriting that the examiner can actually read. And those are very, very good principles to be following all my life. <laughs> and you had initially touched uh, during your introduction about your father playing a major role, being an inspiration to you and your brother. And uh, what important, how important a uh, figure was he in your corporate life and how was it working with him initially when you started your career? Great question. You know, he, he had the foresight to actually give me a huge challenge at the beginning of my career. So my first job at Harivakti uh, & Company was CEO. So he was, he had just been elected the president of the Indian Merchant Chamber. I was a freshly minted chartered accountant. And he said, now you run this practice and uh, learn to sink or swim. 
and uh, that's that's the kind of challenge he always gave us and uh, then he made sure that i could take some experience in chicago in the offices of arthur young and company so that was very very formative for me and uh, it gave me a whole lot of new substance and new ways of thinking challenges and the very first audit i did was mcdonald's corporation so uh, it was all like science fiction i they sent me out with a plane ticket to go to dallas get into a car which just drove up to the curb of the airport and i had to drive away and find my way on a map and get to wherever i needed to go <laughs> so many challenges let's talk more about that ceo tenure which you had at the age of 22 uh, how was it leading a team when you are so young and freshly out of college what was the experience oh, that you had i was already a qualified ca oh, yeah. <laughs> so how no, was... but it was it was a very very big challenge and i the biggest trait that i learned at that time was humility always respect the knowledge that your seniors have other people have from their life from their experience so i was a very inclusive leader in a sense uh, i would take everybody's uh, inputs i was very fond of feedback i i took feedback very seriously both from the external world and from the internal world uh, both are very critical and that has stood me in good stead all through my life even today uh, after every meeting i always want to know whether it was meaningful to spend that time together and what is it that we can do to make it better the next time so those are those are very early learned lessons uh, from my brief tenure and then of course i came back and he gave me charge to do all the innovations i wanted <laughs> and, uh, so that was it, it was a great formative you learned humility most important i think i learned humility learn to respect other people's knowledge <laughs> and i think on on that path i want to ask you question on leadership so you said from an early age you were thrown or you were given that responsibility of leading a company or being a ceo of that and that's how you progressed have you seen a common trait among leaders that make it or reach to the top and most importantly which help them sustain is there some common trait or characteristics that you find among leaders yes i think there are some very distinctive traits that leaders uh, either have or must cultivate one is the basic principle of always working very hard never assume that you know everything make sure that you are continually in the path of learning even at the age of 63 i went into deep study as soon as covid hit uh, and i spent uh, an immense amount of time learning about sustainability and uh, uh, exponential technologies and spirituality all through the covid period i never had a dull moment 
I was continually unlearning, relearning. So that's the very important trait a leader must have of being always in the path of humility, of learning, of making sure that you, you are seen to be working hard and you are setting the example, not by telling people that you, you work hard, but by just by example. The second big thing is that you have to be honest in giving feedback and you must appreciate that honest feedback will come and sometimes it will be negative and that is an opportunity to change course and learn that you can make mistakes and you need to correct yourself. That characteristic is very critical in a leader. If people think that you will operate in an all-knowing, all-conquering manner, then it gives absolutely the wrong signals. People then don't learn. They start having wrong notions about their own infallibility. And the third characteristic of a great leader, in my opinion, is to be always ahead of the curve in terms of what you put out. So everything that I attempted to convey to my people was fresh, was new, was not based on some referred material. It was brand new, minted from experience, minted from new learning, from something that came into the world like yesterday. So that, that's the obsession. Keep learning the latest, make sure that everybody stays ahead of the curve. I think three valuable lessons for future leaders. Uh, and I, I th with this, move to the final question. Uh, since this series is about millennials and Gen Z to take inspiration from industry veterans, what advice would you give these young lot that aspire to have the journey that our and career like yours? Well, the first thing I would like to tell uh, the Gen Z is do believe that you have been born in one of the most fortunate eras the world has ever known. We today have an abundance of so many things. We also have an abundance of war and pestilence and all of that, but we, we must hold it that despite all that is going wrong, there is a whole lot that has gone right. And you must operate from that optimistic and belief in the future uh, view, which will enable you to take big steps, to innovate, to go beyond your capability, to reach peak performance, to be in the flow, to take in knowledge, resources, uh, attitudes, approaches from wherever you find them, wherever you get inspired, and then convert that into your own personalized brand of performance, of peak performance. So that's the first thing that I would tell the Gen Z. The second thing I would say is that this is a world of collaboration. It is not a world where you have to show that you are ahead of the pack at all times. It is a world where you must show the slight vulnerability 
that without the team, you are not at all as powerful as you are with the team. And to me, that is one of the most critical things that Gen Z should take away. Be sure that you collaborate with your colleagues, with your superiors, with people under you. Make sure that they genuinely feel that nurturing, that vulnerability, that together you become a very powerful force. And the third message that I would leave for Gen Z is just dare. Don't worry about consequences. Don't worry about downsides. Go ahead and take big risks because this world is abundant. And if you take the big risks appropriately, you can be a big winner. Those would be my three big messages for the youngsters. And this brings us to the end of the episode. Uh, thank you so much for doing this, sir. Thank you. Thank you and all the best to you, Gunaraja. Thank you. And for the viewers, until we meet next time, bye-bye.